This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. How are we feeling? Is there anything better to pull us out of a midwinter slump than some big events to get us excited? Like we've just got the Women's World Cup that started, Splendours kicked off. So if you're into sport, if you're into music, maybe you're into both, you're covered over the next couple of days. But hey, before we dive into the weekend, let's look back at some of the headlines. This is the shake-up. Hack. The games will not proceed in Victoria. We've just learnt the news that Sam Kerr is out. I was like, time blindness? So I had to look it up, and time blindness is apparently a real thing. Be careful with those emojis. A judge in Canada ruled that a thumbs-up emoji is binding. On Triple Jack. Yeah, there's a lot in this one. I do want to know how you feel about the thumbs up emoji. Like that story kicking around is pretty wild. It could actually be a legally binding agreement apparently if you send the thumbs up. Are you one of those people that hates the thumbs up? Tell me the most inappropriate time you've got it. Like if someone always sends it to you, you're trying to have a DNM, you're trying to really get in there, I send back the thumbs up. 0439757555. But hey, we need to crack into this with the Shake Up crew. And let me tell you, it is a special World Cup edition. So we've got some special guests. First, he's back for another crack. You know him from your socials, maybe your favourite football podcast, Olin Teckers. Welcome back. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. You've had a full-on week. I- I've had a pretty bad and good week, but here we are, man. We're on Australian soil. I'm happy to be here. I don't think I've ever had someone on who in the past few days has been deported from another country. Yep, that's me. Olin Tekkers, man. The one and only. Um, it's no, I don't know if we're going to dive too much into that story, do we? Hey, it's a wild one. Look, it's not anything really bad. I've nah, just got nah, to say. Like, but if you do want to know what happened to Olin Tekkers, it's worth I tried to smuggle out. drugs. I'm sorry. No, he did not. He absolutely <laughs> did not. And we wouldn't have him on this show if he did. Let me be very clear. But he's got it on his socials. You can figure out what happened to Olin, how he got kicked out of a country. What the hell? Anyway, we'll be back to you in a second. Also on the shake-up, for the first time, we got sports presenter. You'll see her on SBS. You'll hear her on all the podcasts. Danny Perello, welcome to the shake-up. Hey, how we doing? We're I'm doing well. Here. This must be a flat-out time. Are you mental this weekend? Absolutely mental. Bonkers. <laughs> but well, I'm loving it. Yeah? What's it What's it like? What are you looking forward to over the next couple of days, do you reckon? Just more football. Yeah? More games. Well, seeing the girls. Good, good thing for you. There's quite a bit on. We've got so much happening. We've got a lot of stories to get through as well. Remember, if you want to message in as well, I want to hear what you have to say. Call up. Message in. It's time for Big Opinions. All right, let's go. Hack. It's the biggest sporting event on our shores since the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games. <laughs> on Triple Jack. If you were watching anything last night except the Matildas, come on, what were you doing? The 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup is underway. All eyes are on Australia and New Zealand. The stakes are high, the intensity's there. The Matildas thankfully pulled off a win, even without Sam Kerr last night. But hey, this isn't the only global sporting competition that's been in the headlines this week. The Commonwealth Games was all over the news as well, after Victoria decided they were pulling out of hosting them. Hey. Dan Andrews has sent shockwaves across the country announcing Victoria will no longer be hosting the Commonwealth Games. Well, it's certainly not figures that we had any awareness of. How much will Victorians now be on the hook for the cancellation of the Games? Australia and New Zealand are on track to host one of the largest football tournaments in the history of the women's game. I think it's going to be the best World Cup ever. I get goosebumps every time I think about that first game. Australian women's captain Sam Kerr is out of the first two matches of the World Cup. Steph Catley steps up and puts it home for Australia. On Triple Jack. 
There's a lot to get into right here, but mainly I want to hear from you. If you are a football fanatic, how dedicated are you? What are the next few weeks looking like for you? What are you living for? What has outraged you so far? And if you're not into football or you're not into sport at all, tell me, are you being swept up in all this? Or maybe you're over it. <laughs> I don't know. I want your honest opinions. Message in 0439757555. You can call in as well, 1300-0555-36. Time to get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got Sports Nuts, presenters, Olin Teckers, Danny Farello. Danny, as someone who loves football... How does it feel having the Women's World Cup here in Australia? Oh, it's incredible. You can't, it's an unrivaled feeling. You can't beat it. Is it something that you ever thought that you'd see, like years ago, like growing up loving football in this country? Because, you know, it hasn't been historically the most popular sport here. Did you ever think, oh, we'll be at a point where we'll be hosting a World Cup? I definitely thought we'd be at a point to host it at this level. I don't know, like to see the nation uniting the way it is and to have sellout crowds at Stadium Australia, you know, 76, nearly 80,000, you know, that's insane. So it's, I'm so happy to see it. Like it makes my heart so full. Yeah, for sure. Records being busted all over the place. Olin, what do you reckon? It must be nice to pull yourself out of bed at a normal hour and not be getting up at like 2am to watch games like other World Cups, right? Yeah, that's the one thing I said to, we were saying earlier. It's like, well, we're working really hard around this time, but it's good that we get to watch it at like a normal time for us. Back when the uh, men's World Cup was on, we were up at like, what, 3am, 4am, 2am starts. Um, what was that, the semi-final? The semi-final? No, no, the quarters... Was early, like 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, we were no. working out early, so yeah, it was. It's nice to be normal. Get your, get and we can actually g- physically go to the game. Yeah, like, do you reckon people understand the long-suffering Australian football fans? What they've been going through? They haven't been able to go to these matches. They've been getting up at all times, you know, all hours of the morning. It's been so tough. Oh, and just to be clear, who are you backing in this World Cup? <sighs> it's a tough one. <laughs> oh, it's not really, on. actually. It's, it's pretty easy. It's, it's, it's a tough one because obviously. My, my heart split between Australia, England, and Nigeria. Okay. So I've got three. It's always nice because I've got three teams technically. Yeah, but it's so, going to get pretty nah. tricky at some point, I imagine. What yeah. happens when Australia plays Nigeria next group stage game? Well, to my dad and my mum, I'd be like, oh, we'll go Nigeria. But yeah. uh, I might be like, Australia, get it done. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm split both ways. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be excited to see the girls go through, hopefully. Well, you probably have um, some split loyalties as well, Danny. Or are you all Matildas? No, I'm a bit split. Yeah? I love my Azure. Yeah. The Italian, the Italian team. Yeah, but of course, you know, you lean a little bit more towards where you're born. So, of course, I want the Tillies to go all the way. So what did you think of the match last night? Because, it, you know, Huge, uh, big uh, viewing numbers as well. Millions of people training in for this, which is great to see. Uh, What did we think? Because the news that Sam Kerr was out just Mm, a few hours before. Oh, that was so crazy. Did anyone expect that? Do you think it was pretty wild that was kept kind of secret until the last minute? No, it has to be. It has to be kept secret all the way up until the end. You've got to have that poker face because if Tony Gustafsson comes out earlier and says Sam Kerr's out, Ireland have... 24, 48 hours to change their whole game plan when they basically create it based on Sam Kerr playing in that position. That's so interesting. So it's all strategy. Didn't he he change his formation once he did find out? He did. Oh, really? In the couple of hours, Mm -hmm. he switched it around. Mm -hmm. That's That's, so interesting. That's how important she is. I mean, she's 
probably the best player in the world right now. Yeah, so. wow. And, I mean, obviously a lot of people really upset she wasn't able to play in that match. But I guess one of the other good things was her not being in it, even though it was, you know, such a shame, it meant that some of the other players maybe were really highlighted and their performances were uh, uh, – there was a big spotlight on the, on those people. What did you reckon of the match, Olin? Like, were you- yeah, no, really good. Uh, Mary Fowler stepped up, I think. Um, Ellie Carpenter did well as well. Um, I think she's just – pretty much coming back from her injury so it's her first probably major tournament after that but I think the girls you know it can you can see a real cohes- cohesiveness between them all and they just there's a good team spirit when she scored the the penalty they all ran over Steph to the Kelly. Uh, yeah, Ooh, Steph Kelly they all ran over and you can see that when the team's together it's not just about one person it felt like that that kind of feeling, man. That was right. Can we talk about the Irish captain, Katie McCabe, for a second? Oh, big square up there. Oh, no, but honestly, because... I like that. I like that. Yeah? yeah a bit of physicality. Yeah, Because yeah. for people who didn't see, maybe, you know, Australia's least favourite person at the moment, just because <laughs> she, you know, took out... Who was it? Was it Hayley... Hayley Razzo. Hayley, Hayley Razzo. Definitely, it felt a bit aggressive. She was giving her a bit of a beating. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's a whole history behind this, though, right? In terms of her as a player being really physical yeah. and kind of saying, I think the sport needs to be more physical. What do you think, Danny? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I grew up playing football and, and Olan and I were both defenders, so we love a bit of physicality. And we grew up watching, like, the Vidiches of the world who, for Premier League supporters, they know that, like, they're tough players. So we love it. I personally love it. But there's obviously a level. You can't be reckless and throwing people to the ground. There's there's a level. We've got some messages coming through. Charlie from Canberra says, I'm just happy uh, the Women's World Cup's on so I don't have to hear uh, at all from my mates about the West Tigers last night. So people happy that the attention <laughs> shifted sweet, a bit yeah, from I the thought, other sports? I forgot NRL was even on oh, last I night. I thought she was oh. going to say cricket and I was like, same girl. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of cricket chatter on the shake-up over the past few weeks. Someone else, we've got a lot of people who were just stoked to be watching the World Cup. Then someone else says, I got swept up and watched the first game last night. Then I remembered soccer was boring and fell asleep watching it on the couch. No, come on, Alistair, come on. You know, there's the it's conversation... The beauty of the game. <laughs> the, of the, game. <laughs> the conversations around it, though, is what I'm finding really interesting. And definitely the idea that this is going to see a big spike in popularity, right, for football in Australia. And there are some predictions that it could see you know, football participation increased by 20%. I think that's what Football Australia is saying. Yeah. Are you already feeling that spike in interest, Danny? Like when you yeah. are out and about in the community speaking to people? Big time. What the Matildas are doing for our nation, it means that the next generation don't have a ceiling like so many of us and them before us did, which is really exciting. The way that uh, when the Lionesses won the Euros last year, the way that that... That mm. took the nation by storm. Yes. Everyone, not just little girls going to watch, but young boys, teenage boys, families. Like, the demographic of people going to these games is changing dramatically and I love to see it. Do you think, Olin, that Australians understand how big this is? Obviously, we know this is a huge sporting event, but when you kind of see at a global level what this sport means to so many countries. Do you think we have a real understanding in Australia of what this means? No, not quite. I still don't think people fathom what even the the guys did back in um, December for the Men's World Cup. I don't think people quite put a grasp on how big the sport is all, all over the world. Um, maybe they're coming to terms a little bit because I saw a comment on TikTok that was funny. Someone said, um, someone, you know those hate comments where they said no one cares about women's football or whatever. Yeah, standard every so, five minutes. And then someone replied to it with like the 80,000 
fans. <laughs> so it's like clearly people care and want to see it and see how the sport's growing and, and developing for sure. The other interesting thing that was around was the uh, ad for the French women's Ooh. national team. Loved it. I don't know whether anyone saw this. If you didn't see this ad, you've got to go watch it. It's, it's crazy. It's doing the rounds. Basically, it's a French ad. It shows what's supposed to be the men's national team nailing it in this montage, fans going wild, it all looks amazing. But then there's this big plot twist at the end and they reveal it's actually France's women's team and they've just used AI to change the faces and bodies. What did you think of it, Danny? Oh, I absolutely loved it. As soon as I watched it, I got... Because you don't know what you're watching at the very beginning. You're like, cool, this is a France advert for the women's (laughs) team, but I'm just watching the men play. Like, I get it. And then that plot twist, goosebumps. Oh, my God, I loved it. (laughs) Let's go to a caller. We've got Peter on the line. Hey, Peter. Have you been watching the World Cup? I actually haven't been watching it, but um, what I've noticed is that uh, as a teacher at an all-boys school in Western Sydney, for the first time we've actually got our boys talking about women's sport. Amazing. Um, it was very noticeable and very unusual for us. That's so crazy. That's a big win. Yeah, so they're wanting to talk about it. They're definitely all tuned in. Was there a lot of excitement building up to yesterday? Uh, yeah, there was a fair bit, but way more today after the first matches being played with all these boys. Like, they're, they're soccer fans. It's just that they don't normally talk about women's sport, and now they are. That's so interesting. Peter, thanks for calling in with that. That must be so good to hear, Danny. Like, oh. as someone who's OG football fan, you must be loving hearing Over that. Over the moon. Seriously, that makes me so happy. Does it also annoy you, though, if you've been a football fan for ages, when you think, oh, I've been a fan for so long. Now everyone's gotcha. jumping on the bloody bandwagon. Fan. 100%. <laughs> There's something else that also happened this week in terms of sporting events, the Commonwealth Games announcement. Now, this was a bit of a tricky one. I don't know whether you guys caught this, but basically Victoria has said, you know, it's axing the 2026 Commonwealth Games. What are our thoughts there? Olin, are you a big fan of the Commonwealth Games? I'm going to be honest here. Um, It's like the third string halfback. (laughs) (laughs) Like people care, but they don't care enough. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you've got you've got the Olympics, you know, you've got the World Cup, and then the Commonwealth's like it's on. <laughs> but are you watching? But are you watching it? <laughs> so you know, if you you heard this, you're like, oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not breaking your back over it. Okay, Danny, your thoughts on the Commonwealth Games? <laughs> oh, look, man, I don't know. I'm, look, I want the athletes to be able to compete, and hopefully, they can still run. But I mean, I tune into it every now and then. Yeah, true. But it's more Winter Games, correct? Yeah, and I feel like it's almost like a. There's kind of a bit of everything in there, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to play those level of sports, you have to have, I feel like you've got to have a substantial amount of money to be able to even compete in those sports anyway. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Olympics in the sense of the athletes prepare and they dedicate their lives to competing. Because when we talked about it on Hack earlier this week, there were a lot of people, you know, and obviously a lot of athletes upset about this, saying this is a really important launch pad for the Olympics for us. Like, yeah. it's a big mm. deal. And it's all, it's also huge. Like, so many countries are involved. But then there were a lot of people being like, oh, not actually that interested, or maybe mm. it is a waste of money. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just this weird irony, this weird contrast this week that we've got this biggest sporting event of the year unfolding in front of us now and everyone's saying just like let's pump money into this this is bringing in tourism all the rest of it then we've got the commonwealth games on the other hand and everyone's like oh we're not really well we're not really 
um, it, it's the, the, the days for that are over. Like we're over mm. those yep. really big events like the Commonwealth Games. So I, I don't know. Do you see it kind of dying out in the years ahead? Yeah, maybe. Potentially, yeah, 100%. And, like, I mean, it's a bit rubbish the way it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Oh, wait, second thought. Nah, yeah. like, not for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to commit to it, you've got to do it. Got some messages on the text line. Someone says, I'm so glad women's football is finally being recognised. Go the gals. <laughs> Another person says, it's soccer, not football, over it already. Oh. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Please don't be that guy. <laughs> hey, we've got to move on. And I just want to ask one quick question. Are you a person that's always late? Hack. If you're constantly late for work and make your coworkers pick up the slack, your boss isn't going to care why you're late. They're just going to fire you. On Triple J. Are you one of those people that is always late? Like, honestly, it's a real question. No matter what you do, you can never get somewhere on time, whether it's a party, dinner, maybe even work every day. You're struggling. You're struggling to get to uni, wherever. If you've got ADHD, maybe you can really relate to this because there's something called time blindness. But one person who says she battles with this felt the full force of social media over the past week when she asked during a job interview whether there would be special support for people always being late. Hack. I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time? They actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. It's real. Like, she's not wrong about that. However, in the work world, people don't care. At the end of the day, if you agree to be involved with something, it's your responsibility to be on time. On Triple Jack. Yeah, I don't know what we think of this. If you're always late, whose problem is it? Should be the boss? Should they be more understanding if you're someone who battles with this? Time blindness? Or do you think a lot of people are just using it as an excuse? Call in 1300 555 You can message in as well, 0439 Tell me your late stories. What's the most dramatic late thing that's happened to you? How late have you been? Let me know. We've got sports presenters, creators, Olin Techers, Denny Perello. Olin, have you ever been late? Uh, I'm not a late person. You were late to this show once, remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. Some shake-up um, listeners yeah, might I remember. Was, I think yeah. it was last year. Yeah, it was that. You were so late that I, like, I think we were halfway through the yeah, show. Like 20 minutes late, that's, that's true. Yeah. What, what I will say that was... So that what was, had happened was... What had happened was... I love that I've chosen this topic, like just saved it for the time we yeah. have you back on. I'm like, oh, we might do lateness when Olin comes on. Specifically. But yeah. in generally speaking, being late actually makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It makes me like I feel fidgety. If I'm like, if I'm going to be 10 minutes late or five minutes late, like I feel like, oh, no, no. So what's the unorganized? Kind of, do you yeah. have like a window? Are you like, oh, if it's between five and 10 minutes, I'm fine, but anything? For me, well, I think the world, I know this is going to sound a bit motivational, but they say if you're, <laughs> if you're on time, you're late. Oh. Hey. Sorry, I love it. I'm here for it. I like to be 10 minutes early. I like to be 5, 10 minutes early. No, and I've heard the other, like the similar expressions like, if you're not early, you're late. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not what we're saying here. That's a bad precedent to be setting. <laughs> Danny, what about you? No, I'm quite good. I'm on time. Really? Yeah, I'm quite a punctual person. That's so interesting. I'm, I'm not like this. Mm. I'm quite 
constantly late <laughs> and I expect my friends to know that as well. Like I'm like, yeah, if, if I say I'm going to be there at that time, obviously it'll probably be 15 minutes later. Yeah. It's never going to be that time. That's so interesting. All right, so what do you think of this, Danny, this story about time blindness and about people saying, oh, maybe the employers should be considering this? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Come on. If you're going to have a job and you're going to commit to something, you have to be on time. What are we going to do? Okay, meeting at 10, cool, I'll rock up at 12, I've got time blindness. Sick. You can't exactly, do that. Exactly. No. That's not a real, that is not okay. Olin, not a fan of this? Yeah, just not, not a fan of it. It also depends on the situation in terms of what you're being late for. If it's specifically work-related, then I just feel like we can't. You can't. Well, I mean, yeah, there are some jobs that you can't be late for because unless you arrive, someone else can't finish, right? Yes. You know, mm. like if you're a, a person taking over a shift or whatever, that's not going to work and someone's going to have to pull up the slack. So I definitely get that. Do you think, though, we should be more aware of this stuff that some people might struggle a bit more with this kind of thing? Is it a real thing? It is. Time blindness is a thing. It's not like a... A medical condition, but it's definitely you're like because <laughs> <laughs> then what's next? Like, tell me what's going to be next. Well, yeah. there are people that say that we're always trying to um, we you know find a medical excuse for things, but it's definitely a thing. Like on the text line now, I've got someone that says I have time blindness as a symptom of my ADHD. It does cause me a lot of stress, but it's my problem to deal with, not my employers. Love and that. as a result, I work hard and I make sure I more than make up for my symptoms, and I'm always early. Yeah, or you manage. Time a bit better if you know that that's something that you have to deal with. Okay, let's go to a caller now. We've got Andrew on the line. Andrew, what's going on with you? Are you always late? Well, most of the time, yeah, but I do have ADHD. It's not from, like, any sickness or anything being late. It's just from unexpected things happening, like traffic. Oh, okay. But even if I'm late, <laughs> I will still have to stay half an hour after my shift. What was that? Sorry, even if you're late? I still have to stay half an hour after my shift if I'm late. If someone does not rock up at the correct time, I've got to stay back. Right, okay. So you've got and to... to me going, oh, you're always... I'm like, yeah, but I'm always staying back. <laughs> I don't, I don't to anyone. You're like, he's not leaving on time either. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for that. Elizabeth, you've got a story about this as well. You had an employee who was always late. What happened? Yeah, so I just had an employee who was consistently like 15 to 30 minutes late. And that affects other people's breaks. Mm. So while I tried to, you know, intervene, uh, like getting him to come in, I, in the end, was just like, I'll just roster you 15 minutes earlier. Oh. And in my head, I know that you're oh. coming, you'll be there 15 minutes late. That's a good So strategy, everyone yeah. can still go on breaks. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. That's, Elizabeth, well, good on you for being so supportive <laughs> and being like, oh, yeah, we'll sort that out. Elizabeth was like, no, no problems at all. Someone on the text line, work hard, overcome your weaknesses. Obviously, haven't run a business before. That was someone there. Another person says, if you're on time, you're late 1,000%. Someone else says, I was one and a half hours late for my own wedding. It was pouring rain, the cars got stuck driving through a flooded highway and although my guests had to leave, my husband stayed. He <laughs> still... <laughs> oh, well, it would have been weird if he left. He still, yeah, that would have been like, a horrible no, this, this not for me. horrible ending to that <laughs> wedding. He still puts up with my warped sense of time. Imagine arriving at your wedding and everyone's just packed up and left. That's crazy, I think, right? I think that's the one day you, you should be on time. Does it annoy you? No, as a, as a bride you're allowed to be late. Oh, you're about a little yeah, bit late, little sure. Because you've got to keep okay. the suspense. You've got to have time bit. to do all True. this stuff. Okay. Tiny bit. Okay, let's go to someone else uh, on the phone line. We've got Jade. Jade, what's your story? 
I actually had to let someone go this week because of their time blindness. Oh, was it like, did they say it's time blindness or you're just saying they were always late? They were always late. So for the, it was very brand new into the job and it was three weeks every, every day she was rostered late and we're an appointment by appointment business and I just said, I'm so sorry, but it's not working out. Right. And how did that go down? Look, I felt very horrible as a manager, but I had to, I had to, it just wasn't working. We'd had conversations about it and it just wasn't getting any better. Oh, Jay, that's such an awkward situation. Hey, thanks for calling in and letting us hear about that awkward situation. Someone else says, I have ADHD and I'm in the military. I used to always be late, but I tried harder since I've joined the military and I'm never late and I'm not allowed to be. It's um, it's it's possible. You could just have to try a bit harder. Interesting. We've got Tim on the line. Hey, Tim, what's your experience? Right, yeah. So I suffer from ADHD and I am an apprentice plumber. And if you're not on time, well, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's, Tim's like, yeah, you're like, oh, there's no excuses for this job. If you're not on time, you're out. There's none. Okay. I wish there was. <laughs> Tim's like, I could use a few right now. All right, Tim from Bathurst, thank you very much for that. Someone else says, in my circle of friends, I'm always known as 10-minute Tilly. It's a complete uh, known fact that I'll always be late or just 10 minutes away. This can often translate into a much wider time frame. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am definitely the same. And it's kind of, now I'm reflecting, I'm hearing what everyone has to say, hearing what shake up, guess what Danny and Olin have to say. And maybe I do need to reflect a bit on my own actions. Haven't you seen that meme of the lady in the bath and she's like, yep, I'm on my way. That's you. (laughs) Yeah, that is me. That is me. Hey, there's only one thing worse than being late and that is the thumbs up emoji. (laughs) A simple use of the thumbs up emoji has cost a Canadian farmer $92,000. He accepted the thumbs up emoji as a digital signature of an incomplete contract. You responded with a thumbs up. That to me is a yes, I am. On Triple Jack. Yeah, you either love it or you hate it. There's no real in-between. The thumbs-up emoji, some people use it for everything, right? Well, a judge in Canada has ruled that you might have to think again because this pretty harmless emoji could be legally binding. There was a whole case about it. It involved a grain deal, a farmer who used the thumbs-up emoji to reply to a text message, talking about a contract... The farmer said, look, I was just trying to say, yeah, I saw the contract, I'll, I'll have a look at it soon. But the judge said, nah, when you sent that thumbs up, that's that was it. signing the document. Wow. And that's the world we live in. What? I'm asking, what is the most rogue thumbs up you've received? Is there someone in your life, a partner, a parent, who always does this? Message in 0439757555. Got so many already. On the text line, Joel says, for the thumbs up, there is a big difference between you know, what it means. It could be, that's okay, I understand, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of things people might take from the thumbs up. Someone else, my dad strictly uses the thumbs up for replying to texts. And then Ash in Melton in Victoria says, I've had a whole conversation with my dad and sure enough, every reply to every message was the thumbs up. (laughs) It's giving real dad energy. (laughs) Let's ask Owen and Danny. Owen, are you a big thumbs up man? Um, The way I use it is uh, if I'm in the middle of an argument and I don't want to reply to you. Oh, it's a bit of... I'm that guy. Bit of a passive aggressive thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Interesting. Yeah, probably pretty bad, to be honest. Danny? 
I use it every now and then, like I dabble in it. If it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's like a really long message and like I just dabble ignore it. it. Yeah, dabble in it. Depends uh, how I'm feeling. Oh, man, yeah, not too much. On the text line, someone says, thumbs up emoji, of course it's legally binding. It's clearly a message of approval. No, I don't agree with that because then what about <laughs> other emoji like the fist bump? Is that legally binding? Like the handshake? Surely that's a the, sign of acknowledgement. The handshake must be more of a, like if I got that, that's deal. deal. Yeah. Exactly, right? True. Someone else on the text line, it's my most used emoji. My wow. customers and I use it when confirming something via text all the time. Right, so they're saying they are using it for business. Another person, if you want a deep and meaningful conversation, call them, don't text. Okay, well, I guess so, but we're living in a digital <laughs> age, aren't we? We're not all calling people. It's not the 1920s, but hey, I don't know. Does it annoy you when people send you the thumbs up, Danny? Yeah, if I've given you like... A quite a decent in-depth message, <laughs> or worse. This is what I'm saying. This is what or, I'm no, 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 be me on the end. <laughs> no, if it's like important and then maybe it's like three elements to it, and you've not responded to none of the three separate elements, and you've just thumbs up me, it's just a waste of my time. I just, I don't. I have a friend who's dad again, the dad, the always using it, and it, it could be anything really. It could be oh, great aunt, blah, blah's passed away or whatever, thumbs up. It's like, <laughs> no, we don't. It's He's using it as acknowledgement, but it's like, no, we yeah. can't be Time doing that. Place. It's yeah. got to be suitable. I, I think we've really busted something open here with the dad thing. Someone, my old man uses the thumbs up emoji <laughs> for everything. Wouldn't matter if I send him a message saying dinner is ready or Uncle Jim's funeral is next <laughs> Wednesday, it'd always be the thumbs up. That's from Jacko. Just, they're just going like CBF. Yeah. Like, CBF to listen to you. Oh, they don't like cool, typing they're just like, you know, exactly. acknowledge that I've seen your message. Now, Courtney, you know. my dad is the only person that I will accept the thumbs up from. Fair. And someone else says thumbs up is sarcastic. <laughs> We've got actually a message from a dad here. Andrew says, I am a dad and I use thumbs up all of the time. The dad advocate comes in, he's waving the flag. I love that. I love that. Oh, hey. Oh, so many people want to talk about the thumbs up. That's... Surprising. You never know which stories are going to really kick off. And the thumbs up, people are into it. Hey, that is all we've got time for on the Shake Up for now. (laughs) We've triggered people. (laughs) We've chatted about the World Cup. We've had everything. Big thanks to the Shake Up team, football presenters, creators, Olin Teckers, Zenny Perello. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. And that's all we've got time for on the Shake Up for Hack. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you next week. See ya. Hack on Triple J. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the Hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.